Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we have a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Ava Kolker with us today. You may know her from the Disney Channel hit shows, Girl Meets World and Sydney to the Max. She also recently released her new single, Who Do You Think You Are? And we're excited to have her on the show and yes. talk about all that and then some more. So welcome mm -hmm. to the show. Yes, Thank you so much. I'm super excited to chat with you guys. <laughs> well, oh, we appreciate here. that. Um, so like I was telling you before the show, I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, last 18 months has been tough for a lot of people. So how has COVID affected you? And what have you done the last 18 months to kind of maneuver through it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like every every family and a lot of people found different ways to entertain themselves and and entertain themselves and find things to do that like make them happy and a way to like distract them from everything that was like going on. So yeah. I found that I like to cook a lot and bake a lot. We baked and cooked like so much and we started discovering like all these new recipes and trying new stuff out. And I completely redid my room as well. So my sister, my sister and I, um, we both separate, we used to share a room and now we have our own separate rooms and we spent like a lot of COVID just designing our rooms and putting stuff together and ordering pieces and it's slowly come together, but like, I'm super happy with how it came out. So I spent a lot of time, yeah, working on my room, cooking, baking, swimming. We spent a lot of time in our backyard, just family time. And, um, we started going on walks a lot with our dogs and just spending more like quality family time away from technology. So mm -hmm. honestly, I really, I kind of enjoyed the pandemic for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. a way to just get away from like everything else and just finally have time to just be with my family and just focus on us, which we don't have because we're always, always doing stuff here and there. And my dad's traveling and I'm on set and my sister's on set and it's always yeah. like, separated and I didn't get to see my little sister my dad for like wow. six months while I was filming this season because I leave at 5 30 every morning and then I get home at like six wow. so I would basically get home have dinner with them and go to bed and that's all I ever got to see them so the pandemic was like a really great time where we all got like closer together and spent a lot of time together and so your sister's following in your footsteps huh yeah she is she's an actress as well I'm so proud of her <laughs> awesome <clears throat> um so what do you think of her following you? That's pretty cool to ha you know, have your smaller sister doing it. Because again, you know, sometimes people get in industries and they're like, I don't want my siblings following me. But you, know, you seem <laughs> yeah. to be thrilled about it. Yeah. And honestly, it made me really happy. Like her and I are very different. Like whenever she, <laughs> mm -hmm. whenever she likes something that I do or like wants to copy it or do it as well, <laughs> I'm like thrilled. And I'm like, oh my God, like it makes me feel special. I'm like, you think what I'm doing is cool, whatever. Wow. And she's the opposite. Like when I'm like, can I do that too? She's like, oh, you can't copy me. So wow. we're very different. But yeah. no, honestly, I love that she followed in my footsteps and that we that's share the awesome. same passion and uh, we help each other out. We help each other film sound oh, and we coach yeah. each other and run our lines with each other. And it's like, it's really a team, like teamwork. And that is uh, awesome. I love having her like follow my footsteps. And, you know, talking about COVID, you know, like for us, we launched a show January of 2020, a couple months before COVID. And I, I remember our original plan was to maybe do 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, be a great foundation for the yeah. first year. And then COVID happens. And I remember looking around, watching everything get shut down. And I told Sandy, you know, we can't change COVID. But this could be our silver lining. Yeah. You know, while everybody like you is slowing down, they now have time to come on our show. 
And because of that, we've done over 300 interviews last year and we're over 470 now. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. um, Another like silver lining I found in COVID is that it gave me because there were like no auditions for like a Mm -hmm. long time. So it gave me a big opportunity to just work and focus on music. I was in the studio so much and like that's all I did because I didn't have anything else to do so I was just writing so much music every single day like learning how to play guitar learning how to play piano working on my instruments working on my voice like working on writing and everything and yeah it was a great opportunity like I I did a lot of songs during COVID that I'm slowly releasing like I released two well, let's songs talk about the new one fast. yeah so my new song who do you think you are I believe it just released Last week or five, five days ago, I think. Yeah, five days ago. Um, I'm so proud of that song. I like poured my heart and soul into that one. Um, it's like a little 80s love song and it's oh, so cute. Man. And it makes me really happy to listen to. And it's funny how how far the song has come from when I started it because when we first like heard it, we heard this really cool 80s track and then we started writing and then it slowly became this like really pretty love song that just like everybody that listens to it just like smiles so big because it's so sweet. Um, and then that was one of the first songs I ever performed live. I performed oh, right. it in Orlando in front of like 3,000 people, which was crazy before it was even released. So um, yeah, this song has a very special place in my heart and you guys should all go listen to it on all platforms and the music video is out on YouTube as well. And it's a great song. Yes, it is. Because we've already heard it. So, um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to become an actress? But I'd like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career? I mean... See, these questions are difficult for me to answer because I started acting when I was four. So I don't even think I really <laughs> what was going on. But I mean, there were, I feel like, a couple moments on set, like on every set that I was on. My first role was American Horror Story, and that was just like a wow. little bit of star. I think then I just honestly didn't even know what I was doing. They were like, so these lines. And I was like, okay. So then I didn't really know. But then I did a movie with Kate Beckinsale, and that was like, more like that was more of a role and then I did a movie with Katie Holmes in uh in Cleveland Ohio and I feel like that was one of my moments where I was like man like I really really love acting because I had a pretty big role in that I was kidnapped at one point so I had to like cry and all this stuff and I and I was with my dad and we were able to like travel and look all around Ohio and explore and like do all this fun stuff so I think that was maybe that or scary movie five was like the movie experience where I was like wow, I really, really love being on set. Wow. So tell us how Sydney to the Max came to be for you. Yeah. Okay. It's actually a really funny story. So a couple of years back, like three or four years ago, I got an audition for Disney for this role named Olive. And I looked at the description and I was like, mom, she's supposed to be a tall seventh grader. I'm a short <laughs> fifth grader. There's no chance I'm getting it. So my mom was like, okay, but the casting directors who were casting it, um, they casted me in Girl Meets World. So my mom was like, okay, well, it's fine. Like, it's Barbie and Sally. So why don't you at least just do the audition, go in. It'll be nice to see them again. Like, we shouldn't just decline mm-hmm. it because you're too short. And I was like, ugh, you really want me to learn the whole thing when I'm not going <laughs> to it? And she was like, yes, like, let's just do it. So I put up a bit of a fight, but I lost. And she, she was right, thank God. <laughs> but... Um, then I went into the audition and there were all these girls that were like a foot taller than me. Like all of them were like five, oh, six, yeah. and I was like four eleven. And I walk in and I'm like, oh God. And so I go in, I do the audition and I tell the casting directors, I go, 
think of me for the next one as I'm walking. Because <laughs> I thought I had no chance. And then I got a call back. And my mom was like, okay. Like, she really was happy with the way I was, like, auditioning and the way I was reading the lines and the comedy and everything. So she loved she loved it. And I was like, okay, I mean, obviously I'm going to do the callback. So I went, did the callback, and I got a producer session. And then I started thinking, I was like, okay, I think I, I got a shot at this one. I think they really like me. And then left the producer session. I was ecstatic. I literally was, like, walking to the car, and I was like, mom, I think, I think I'm going to book this one. Like, I was freaking out. I was wow. like, I don't know why. I have a feeling. I think I'm Olive. I think this one's for me. And she's like, okay, well, don't get too excited. I don't want you to be bummed <laughs> out. Like, so you that, can't ever yeah. get too excited before you book something because there's always, like, that chance of disappointment. Yeah. So I was like, you're right. You're right. But I think I got it. Like, I think it's a little um, – <laughs> And then I tested for it. So I read with Sydney. I read with Max, so Ruthie and Ian. And I got to meet the people that were already casted. And I read with them. And we just, like, instantly connected. Like, it wow. was crazy, like, how perfect. And I, when I met Ruth, I was like, Mom, I love this girl so much. We exchanged phone numbers right away. We were texting every day. She was like, let me know if you book it. Please let me know if you book it. And um, after I left the testing, I was like, it's not a question, mom. Like, I think I, I booked it. Like, I think this is my role. Wow. And then it was actually on Valentine's Day when I got the call from my manager that I booked it. And wow. I was I was literally crying my eyes out. I was so happy. And then one of the first things I asked was like, can I tell Ruthie? Can I tell her that I booked it? And my manager, no. not yet. You have to wait. But the yeah. second like, I could call her, it was so great and so fulfilling. And like, oh, I love the show so much. It, it was just such it's such an amazing experience so since they wanted someone taller they rewrite a little of the script to fit you or i mean i mean i don't think they really had like the description was tall but it wasn't really included in the script oh, i don't nice. think yeah. um, <laughs> mention anything about the height like in like words you know there weren't any lines yeah. about me being tall it was more about me being like socially awkward <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess they just kind of changed what they wanted when they found oh, well. it. Now, when you book that, and that's been your big role, are you playing really yourself? What I found with the, a lot of the younger actresses that we've had on the show is they're like, man, this role was mine because I'm really playing myself. Do you feel that way? So, I mean, so-so. Like, when it started <laughs> out, when it started out, it was the opposite of me. Like, she was super socially awkward. Oh, well. She was really like super quiet and kind of like talk like this. And then when someone talked louder, she would like yell, like had like no sense of like social anything. Yeah. So that wasn't me at all. I was always super outgoing and like try to make friends and had a big personality. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like this character isn't me at all. And then after the pilot, I feel like the writing kind of formed a little bit more on my personality. And then I was still always like, I was never really Ava on the show. Like the person that I played was like super about safety and about getting good grades and math and like all this stuff, kind of a bit of a geek. But then she also had her awkward moments. So we, we were similar in some ways, but very different in others. That makes a lot of sense. So through your acting career so far, what's been um your hardest role to play probably my role in insidious the last key um yeah. i was on the least and in the movie i was able to like see go see spirits you know see like dead people mm -hmm. and my dad hated the fact that i said that so my dad in the movie not in real life my dad in the movie <laughs> yeah. um 
he um, abused me and beat me. And that was basically like the whole role in the movie was just being like, I saw a ghost. And he's like, don't say that. Like, you know what happens when you say that? And I was like, but I did. I saw a ghost. And then he would like hit me and then put me in the basement. And so it was just a lot of emotions and a lot of crying and screaming and bawling my eyes out. And it was challenging, but I loved it. And I, I felt the sense of pride after like, wow, like, I was able to do that. Um, so it was one of the most amazing learning experiences, but also one of the most difficult experiences as well. So a role like that, how did you prepare for that role? I mean, because that, that, like you said, that's a tough role to play. Yes, so what, where, how did you take your mind to there in order to prepare? I mean, honestly, a lot of it, it like is my mom. My mom and I are like an amazing team. Oh, wow. She helped me get there mentally, helped me cry and feel that emotion. But for me, um, it's not about, I usually mentally prepare, and then my dad also told me this, to always take a minute before the scene and step into the character to tell you, close your eyes, I'm Elise. And then I just tell myself the exact situation. I just saw a ghost. My dad doesn't believe me. I'm going to need to cry, but it's okay. Like, this happens all the time. Like, I really just talk to myself as if I were the character. And then I say multiple times, I'm Elise, I'm Elise. And then I say, I'm Elise Rainier, like my last name. And then I just go further and further into it and until I'm mentally there. And then when the scene starts, it, it really depends on the context. Sometimes I'm able to cry just based on the situation because I'm able to imagine it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when I found out my mom was dying and that just, even the thought of that instantly wow. triggered and it was easy for me to cry but because this was kind of so far from possible for me I had to think of something else to make me cry so I I kind of have a couple things in the back of my mind always just ready in case I need to cry and my mom comes up to me I ask the director all right I need to cry in the scene give me a minute my mom and I we like hold hands and she talks wow. and just in seconds tears so then by the time the scene starts I'm just there and then I can keep crying <laughs> And that's just kind of, it, it kind it's just um, it's teamwork. Wow. Love that. So what's been your most fun role to play? Either Olive on Sydney to the Max or Ava Morgan Stern on Girl Meets World. I mean, I just, I love, I love both characters equally. And obviously I was a series regular on Girl, on Sydney to the Max, but I wasn't on Girl Meets World, but both were just equally amazing experiences. And Olive was like a little more reserved in a sense in comparison mm-hmm. to Ava who was out there and had these ridiculous outfits and was this total spoiled brat and like was just so much fun for me to play and like so crazy um so they have their differences but I just I enjoyed both shows and both characters like equally as much now people have probably asked you this but I always like to put people on the spot for this one um you being a singer now too you know, and, and the, the good thing is you don't have to choose. But if you had to choose, what would you choose? So I've been thinking about this question lately. And I've been honestly going back and forth. For a while, it was music. And then for a while, it was acting. And then back to music and then back to acting. So it's kind of been ping pong. And it just, <laughs> I think it honestly depends where I'm at in yeah. my career. Yeah. Like, when I'm on a show, when I'm on set, when I'm working, a thousand percent acting. And like when I'm when I'm writing and making music all the time, it's singing. It just depends on where I'm at. But like, oof, I honestly, it's too difficult for me to choose. Like, I've, my, my favorite always is both because 
I've just, my goal in life is to be a successful actor and singer and to be able to sing in my shows. And, and in there's my quite shows. a bit of those. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And to be able to perform here and there, um, performing doesn't excite me too much because I have really bad performance anxiety. <laughs> so <laughs> perform every now and then, but mostly like sing in my acting roles. So I just want both worlds to collide so I can just do both because I love them equally. Maybe they can write in your script for Sydney to the Max and where you can sit, start to sing some parts. Yeah, I know. I've always wanted to sing like in a show or in a movie and like to do a musical movie like Mamma Mia. Oh, that's oh, my yes. dream. Amazing. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory behind your big actors. They see the glory behind what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not to just to get to your level and above, but even just a career level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about that because I think a lot of people kind of gloss over this side of it because it is a struggle and it's a sacrifice. So tell us a little bit about the sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question because a lot of the time people are like, yeah, you got really lucky. And I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you hate that. Yeah, I, I don't really like that comment because it's not really luck. It's hard work. And I mean, mm -hmm. acting is so consuming and time consuming and you just spend so much time. And like I used to have so many auditions. And the tough part is that you get like almost less than 10% of what you audition for. And the rejection is so, so, so much. If you audition for 99, if you audition for 100 roles, odds are you you might not get 90 of them, 99 of them. Like 99% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just have to expect that though, is okay, I'm going to give it my all, but you know, who knows? Like after I put my blood, sweat and tears and everything I got into this audition, I have to let it go. Because if I hold on to it, it's going to just screw with my mind. And I mean, that's like the tough part about acting is, I mean, auditioning so much and getting attached to roles is so easy to do, but actually- Like you did with Sydney to the max. Yeah, I got really attached to that role. Thank God I got it. But yes. I mean, there's been some roles where I'm just like, oh, I really, really want this one, but there's nothing I can do. Like it's out of my power. And I think once you kind of understand that, like it's in the hands of the casting directors and the directors and producers and maybe- you're not tall enough or your hair is too blonde or too dark or like, I mean, honestly, who knows? One of my friends almost got like the lead role in, in like a huge hit series, like, like was number two for one, like the biggest roles for our age. Wow. And the other girl booked it because she was like an inch too tall. Wow. And then <laughs> when you hear that, you're like, okay, well, I mean, like, now now I understand like it's really out of your power so it's it's very it can be tiring sometimes especially when you audition for a long time and get zero results it's you're just like ugh, like I don't want to do this anymore but then you get that reminder of oh but set like I just want to be on set I just want to have a trailer I want to have a dressing room I want to go to crafty I want to do all this stuff I want to be in front of the camera and get to know my co-stars and when you think about it like that I mean for me, it's always worth it 100% of the time. Like, there's never any doubt in my mind. Like, there was a time where I was like, it's too much work. Like, yeah. I haven't anything. I don't even know if I'd love it anymore. And then and then I got sitting at the max. And I was like, oh, yeah. for the rest yeah. of my life, like, there's no question. <laughs> so have you ever gotten rejected from a part? And then when you've seen it, 
um, whether it was a show or movie, and you're like, and you see the part you went for, and you're like, wow, no wonder I didn't get it. Yeah, like sometimes they go for a completely different look, and you're like, oh, I see it now. Like, like I wasn't what they were looking for at all, so that's not my fault. So, and, and I'm sure that kind of helps your psyche a little bit. Say, okay, I know now. One hundred percent. Yeah, and when I like kind of figured that out and like accepted that, oh, I started putting so much less pressure on myself. Wow. So let's flip the script and go the other way now. You know, we talked about the sacrifice side. Let's talk about the glory side. What are a few wow moments for you? And of course, I know Sydney to the max is one of them. So we'll leave that one out because we've talked about that. But what are some other moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Uh, I mean, there's been a lot. But first of all, I mean, on like the topic of Disney, doing like the wand ID, like, hi, I'm Ava Coker and you're watching Disney Channel. Like, that is like. <laughs> Every kid's trying wow. Yes. The day that I did that, like, I felt like I was so proud of myself. And I was like, little you would be so proud right now. Like, that was my dream for so long. So that was definitely a wow moment. Like, dang. And seeing Insidious in the theaters and everywhere. And I was the cover of the poster in the UK. When I saw that, that I was like, yeah. the poster. I was like, no way. And <laughs> Insidious is like such a huge franchise. And I think... <coughs> Instead of Last Key was like the best grossing movie of them all. And the right. fact that I was a part of it and that I was like the cover, like the poster in some places around the world, it was just like another moment of pride for me. And I was like, dang, you did that. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely love that. Now, tell us a mom story. And you probably got thousands of them, but a story that kind of stands out where she went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, she really gets this is a passion of mine. A mom story, but like about my mom. Yeah. A parent Ooh. story, you know, which yeah. I'm trying to think of a really good one. Cause she, she honestly sacrifices like everything for my sister and I. And so does my dad. Like they both have worked from home for over 10 years when wow. they, they could, they could be doing something completely different. And, you know, like my mom has had some job opportunities to get like a major raise and to travel around the world and to go to these different places and work all around the world. And she asked my sister and I, and she was like, like, I mean, it could kind of change our life a lot if, if I took this job in good ways and bad ways. Yeah. And what do you guys think? I should do and my sister and I were like you sacrifice so much for us it's 100% up to you like we trust you and then she told us the day after a couple days after she was like you know I thought about it and I declined the job like I I don't want that life I want to be with you guys every single day I want to be on set with you I want to like spend every day with you. I don't want to travel I want to be home like, when, she, when she did that like that was that was pretty crazy and that's like with us, you know, we've, you know, we've been a 24 seven couple for 19 years of marriage yes, and we and homeschool we our nine year old yeah. and work from home. So, you know, yeah. we've built that. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And I think kids need to show more gratitude to their parents because you guys sacrifice so much for us. And like, sometimes I think is like, I'm so excited to be a mom. And then I think like, man, if I was a parent to my kids, like my mom is to us, I would have zero life. Like I, have a, like I wouldn't have a job that I really love anymore. Like my life would be my children. And when I think yeah. about that, it's like, wow, that's crazy. Like my parents' lives changed the day I was born. Like mm -hmm. they just, yeah, 
I'm so I'm so grateful for them and everything that they do for us. And speak, you know, and speaking of teams, and, and let's talk about yeah. teams real quick. You know, as you know, a lot of people they see you, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. They don't. So take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, I mean, I was so fortunate to be accepted to an agency called Coast to Coast when I was four. Wow. Oh, wow. That, like, the youngest kids they were taking were 10 to 15. So I was, like, a complete exception, and I was so fortunate. They took a chance on me. Like, they, they don't do that. They don't take kids under this age, you know? They don't have anybody under 10. And then they met me, and they were like, yeah, you know what, like, we love her. We see her spark, whatever. So the fact that Coast took, and I'm still with them to this day. Like, I'm so grateful oh, for them. Wow. I love them. And they're incredible, all my agents there. And I love them all so much. And I couldn't do any of this without them. But the fact that they took a chance on me and, like, put faith in me just means so much. And, I mean, my manager, I just got a new manager, Wendy. She's incredible, too. I love her so much. She, like, is always texting us and calling us and has so much enthusiasm. Like, wait, enthusiasm? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just shows so much excitement and calls us. And she's like, that, that audition was incredible. And it just makes oh. me feel so great and, like, rewarded. So, yeah, my managers, my agents, my music team, all of them, like, love you all so much. I couldn't do it without anything. Love that. And now speaking of teams and family, we have a third yeah. co-host, our little yes, nine-year-old that asks, Christopher. comes in and asks a few questions. Sandy's going to go get him. I will get it. And, then, and, we've, and we've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Two and a half. Oh, I love little kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's like, I always tell people don't let the cuteness fool you because she's a, she's as extreme one way as she is the other way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like there is no middle ground. It's like sometimes I'm like to Caitlin, I'm like, come on now, you, there's got to be a middle ground here. But there is no middle ground. Either she's really cuteness or yeah. really extreme. The other. <laughs> oh, that's so that's funny. That's how my my little sister was a little bit devious as a young child as well. <laughs> she was, <laughs> and you got to see that. Uh. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I love Lex though. She was crazy. Stubborn and fun. And um, but she has a really great heart and I love her a lot. So has your parents told you any stories on whether um on how you were alike when you were younger, like her? Um, no, we were completely different children. Um <laughs> I <laughs> wanted to be in my parents' arms. 24 seven and be with them all the time. And I just like wanted love and hugs and kisses and to be held all the time. And my sister, we, we've always called her independent George. Cause she wants oh, like well. nothing to do with anybody. Hi. Hi Ava. So what's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food that has changed recently, but I think tacos. I love tacos. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is pizza. Pizza. Ooh, what kind of pizza? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. He's got three faves. Yeah. Dang. I love pizza. They can't pick just one. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, my name's Christopher. Nice to meet you, Christopher. Yes. All right, so what's a favorite TV show? Oh, these questions. It's like rap <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm Let's keep it simple outside of Sydney to the max because, of course, <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, 
I'm like really into like action shows. Like I love action shows. So like I love DC and Marvel, but I don't think Marvel has TV shows. So I'm really into the show called The Arrow right now. Oh my god, it's so good. It's probably my favorite show. What about you? Uh, mine is SpongeBob. Oh, I love SpongeBob. I used to watch SpongeBob so much with my cousins. <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's funny because, you know, it's, you know, you don't see a cartoon that's been around for years, but it was when I was little, I think my dad, when he was little, I mean, so many generations, SpongeBob's have went through and they still making new ones. It's crazy. I, I can't believe how long it's been around and like everybody still watches it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was it very movie? Oh, goodness. Um, I love Bohemian Rhapsody because it's a song. I mean, it's a movie about the band Queen. And Queen is like my favorite band ever. So seeing that movie was just really cool. And it had a great story. And it was kind of like a musical too. So I love musicals. What about you? Uh, mine is the Minions movie. Which one? Aren't there multiple? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Which one I like the best? Oh, gosh. The best. <laughs> he uh, likes them all. I'll see. <laughs> Probably the Despicable Me too, which I think is still on right now. I was it's watching it. Yeah. I love the Despicable Me's. Oh my gosh, all of them are so funny. Yeah, yeah our buddy yeah. Joe said his boy watches um, Jesse all the time. Yeah, oh, I love Jesse too. Now that's like a really good show. I would watch that a lot. Yeah, we even had the Butler on our show. Did. Really? That's so cool. I saw him. I think he sings as well. I saw him perform at the Pasadena Playhouse and he was like oh, wow. incredible. <laughs> All right, bye. Thanks. Bye. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> yeah, he loves to be part of the show and we love having him on it. So sweet. So if you could co star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? Okay, I've thought about this one. And I think my dream role would be young Lady Gaga in like a documentary. Or documentary. Cool. Either. Because Lady Gaga is my idol. And people have told me before that like I like remind them of her or have a similar voice or like similar look or like vibe. And she's just my idol in every way. She's an incredible actress and and an amazing singer and performer. And she's like everything that I want to be when I grow up. So being able to play a young version of her or in a movie with her would Ooh. just be like, that's my dream. Love that. Now this probably has a thousand answers or hundreds of answers, but oh, yes, what's a show that you've show or movie that you've seen that you wish you had a role in? Thousands of answers. Um, but okay, so like I mentioned, my favorite shows or currently my favorite show literally changes every time I watch a show. Because when I watch a show and like I like it, I just get addicted and it's like my new favorite show. So the past like six shows I've watched were each my favorite show. But I would say right now, like I said, the arrow, oh my god, it's like an action show and it's so good. But maybe okay, friends, friends. Uh. I would have that would be awesome. That would one of them. Oh, like, I mean, life complete. That's now, Joe asks, um, "What what's your favorite Gaga song?" Um, I love the song from Star is Born. Uh, Star is Born. Always remember us this way. I, that song is so beautiful, and that's like one of my favorite songs to sing from her too. But she has so many incredible songs, and yes, like she does. She does. Mine first. 
Now, back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey, basically. Yeah. And um, one of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T of the life she's living now. So she knew where she was going. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Honestly, I, I, I'd love to be on like a series that's like a really popular big series either action or drama or comedy or literally anything like I'm open to anything I would love to do like an action slash drama series that has like some comedy because there's always those characters that have like those really funny punchlines and I would want to be one of them but <laughs> just I would love to do that a show that goes like seven to ten seasons like a show that's yeah, like awesome. you know you have your cast you have your family <laughs> your routines and then, so that's, I'd love to be on a show like that. And then I would love to be doing music. Like every day after set, I would go to the studio, write songs, make music. And then on weekends, I would um, perform. And then on hiatuses, I would perform and like all that stuff. But I would just, I would love to be doing both. Or, or a musical series like Glee. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So let's look 15 years down the road. Let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like in the future, I mean, everybody's always told me, like, don't ever change. Like, always just be you. Never let anything get to your head. And I feel like, I feel like, honestly, that would never happen. So, just, when, just, ah, I don't know. Just make sure to not be too hard on yourself. Because I'm um, so hard on myself. And I let every little thing get to me. And every little mess up in school and auditions and acting. And it's like, sometimes when I'm watching my own episodes or movies or shows, I'm like, ugh, like I cringe at my acting. And I'm like, why did you do that? And then oh, wow. I with myself, I'm just really, really hard on myself. And just like, when you're older, and when you're successful, just like let the little things go. And like, just yeah. be proud of yourself and um, take, in, take in every little moment because I also suck at like living in the now. I'm always thinking about the past or thinking about the future. <clears throat> just like take in the now. And I love that because you, you know, again, you know, like, you know, if there's some, anything that the pandemic has taught us is that life is short. Yes. Yeah, so and, true. you know, this last year, 18 months, we've seen so many people pass on. So, yeah, you have to really live in the now. I mean, the past is the past. You can learn from it and the future is not here yet. So really, we only have now. Yeah. And what something my best friend told me that, like, totally changed my perspective um, is because we're both trying to, like, improve <clears throat> ourselves in different ways. Like, we both want to eat healthier and work out more and all this stuff. And she said something and I was like, oh, my God, like, I've always felt the same way. And she was like, you know, I always say, OK, well, in the future, I'm going to do this or on Monday, I'm going to do this or next week, I'm going to start doing this. Right. Um, and then she said, but then I realized the future is never going to come because it's always going to be today. It's always going to be now. So you have to change right now. You have to make those adjustments right now. You can't keep saying in the future, I'll do this. In the future, I'll do that. Or in the future, I'll clean my room or do this or that because it's never going to be the future. It's always going to be the now. Yep. And when I thought of it like that, I was like, dang, like that changes my perspective completely. <laughs> Love yes. that attitude. Um, so Joe asked, you have one of those Hollywood dogs. 
I know she's barking. Hold on. <laughs> so she's not that tiny, but she's pretty darn cute. Oh, can't wait to see. Oh my goodness. Oh, adorable. <laughs> oh, so cute. Yep, definitely a cutie. What's her name? This is Mia. She's my little baby. Hi, Mia. She's, <laughs> she's handicapped, so she just sits on my lap all day and just snuggles all the time. Oh, wow. Oh, she looks very sweet. Yes. Yeah, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, my Well, my parents definitely inspire me a lot every day in their drive and you know, how hard they work and how hard they love and they love their family and their kids so much. And that just inspires me to do the same. And they're always, they always tell my sister and I just be grateful for everything and be humble and all this stuff. So they definitely inspire me to be a better person. And um, yeah, just to treat everybody with respect and love. And uh, they definitely, they inspire me every day. And um, yeah, I get a lot of my inspiration from them. And then also, like music and acting wise, just from everywhere. I mean, I'll see a, I'll see a show or I'll see a movie or listen to a song. I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I need to do that. I need to be doing more of that. I need to write a song like that. I want to be in a film like that. Like mm. it really just depends. Mm. Some like different things inspire me differently. You know, I'll I'll watch something. Mm. I'll be like, oh my god, that's what I want to do. Period. End of story. Like <laughs> it depends, but yeah, inspiration strikes from all over. Awesome. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, I've always said, like, no matter what I do, I just want to make a positive impact on the world. Like, yeah. I don't I don't like need to be famous or like known for whatever that's like. I just want to be known for like always being nice and being respectful and be like, oh, yeah, like, dang, Ava, like she was successful, but she was always really and really nice and treated everybody with respect and treated everybody the same and I just I want to be known for like never changing and yeah just making a positive impact on the world and making people smile and making people happy I love that and if you could say anything to your fans and followers what would you want to tell them that I couldn't do any of this without them and I owe everything to them and I thank each and every single one for their support and their love. And I don't think my fans understand how much of an impact they have on my everyday life and my health and my confidence, not health, my mental health and my confidence. Yeah. Because every, everything, especially positive. I find that positive comments affect me more than negative because when I look at an, at a negative comment, I literally ignore it. Cause that's <laughs> but, where I was going to ask about, you know, you being a teen actress and rising star um your own show you know in our day and time there was no internet there was no social media right you know we we, we still had our share of bullies but yeah, yeah. it's a different type of world so how do you handle that side of it the negative comments the internet trolls bullies so to speak i don't pay attention to them i mean i've kind of i've been on social media for so long i've had instagram for over 10 years like wow. i've had instagram yeah. for a long time i started it very young obviously my mom has always run it so i've never been yeah. exposed to it to right. any, i mean not to anything but like to a lot of bad i still obviously right. see comments and see the hate but i just i don't let it get to me because i have so much 
so many positive comments and so many supporters. Yeah, exactly. And I exactly. feel like that also has a lot to do with my family life too, because mm -hmm. yeah. my family makes me feel so loved and so confident. And they're also complimentary. And they're always like, oh, Ava, you're so pretty. I love your hair, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I, I find that my loved ones and the people I'm close to, their words impact me so much more than haters. You know, yes, I absolutely. trust people that I love. Every single word matters to me. The people that I don't know that are just trying to be negative, I I could care less about what they say. Like, I don't ever let that get to me. Love um, that attitude. And, and everybody, I, I know that's hard for a lot of people, but I always like to bring that up for, with our young actor, actresses that come right. on because mm -hmm. it's so important to stay in time for people to hear that even you get the hate that they get just yeah. at a different level yeah. and how you handle, I think it's important to, for people to see how you handle it because again, mm -hmm. it's such a big thing in this day and time. For sure. I mean, I've, I've had some TikToks that get <coughs> more hate than others and it's just random, you know, I'm like, yeah. where's all this hate coming from? Like the last one had zero hate, like what the heck? So, I mean, it's, it's random, but I just, I don't let it really get to me anymore because like, why? <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no reason. And I'm right. lucky to have so many supportive and loving fans that it's not worth it to pay any attention to the haters. Exactly. exactly. Yes. So as we start to close out, if you had a friend of yours and, you know, and they can act, they got something special. They definitely have that it factor and they feel called that they're supposed to act. They love it. They've had a few parts um, on a couple of things and they just know that this is what they're supposed to do with their life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Um, well, follow your gut and follow your instinct. If you know that this is what you want to do, you gotta, you gotta stick it out and you've got to just put your all into it and you can't let the little roles get to you. And if you don't book even the big ones, if you don't book something you really want, you can't let it, like ruin your motivation and affect your health and your your mental health and your confidence and you just have to push through it and you have to be confident enough in yourself and have enough faith in yourself that you're going to get through it and that you're going to book the next one you always i mean one thing that i believe julia roberts said during a speech that my mom told me that has always stuck with me is you're always one role away when you think about it like that it changes everything i mean if you think of some of the biggest shows <coughs> Time, like Stranger Things or and not all time but like recently some of the yeah. big shows some of these kids it's their first role ever wow. mm -hmm. think of it like that I mean anybody in acting has a chance so you just have to think I'm always one role away no matter what so when I was losing motivation and kind of just getting upset I would always tell myself look you're one role away you can't give up now and you know that's mm -hmm. what we say too with our show we're always like we're one guest away Exactly. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, because we're a smaller show. I mean, we're not a Bobby Bones. We're one right. day want to be a Bobby Bones show, yeah. a Kelly Clarkson show. Someday. And so we're always like, we're one guest away. We're one yes. guest. So I love that attitude because that, that's a Zach attitude that we have is we're one role, one guest, one um, performance away. Yeah. It's very important to think like that and not, oh, well, I've auditioned a hundred times and not booked anything. I'm never going to book anything. No. No, you're one roll away always. So when I started thinking about it like that, it definitely helped me. So any aspiring actors or actresses or even whatever you're pursuing, you're one job away, you're one roll away, you're one, like you said, guest away. I mean, even like TikTokers, like you're one TikTok away. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo was known, but then when she had her song blow up on TikTok, she's one of like one of the biggest pop stars now. 
So yes. you're always like one away from like your dream. And that's just how you have to think about it. Love that. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you and find your new song. Yeah. So I'm Ava Colker on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. So make sure to go follow and subscribe. And I am Ava G Colker on Snapchat. And my song, Who Do You Think You Are, is out on all platforms. Please go stream it and watch the video on YouTube. Love that. And we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we look did. forward to having you back for updates. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was so great. It was nice meeting you both. All right. Same, same here. here. Thanks so much for your time today. Bye. Bye.